So the big question is this. Are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets, and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time, and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and I am excited that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, we have new guests coming on the show each and every week, and I feel like we've been really trying just to deliver and like what I call drop some bombs. Uh, you know, it is sunsets and palm trees on your terms. That's what this thing's all about is I created this show so I could just have a form, a way to show what I think, take what's complicated and actually make it kind of simple. Because I really believe it or not, the multifamily investing world is probably simpler than you think. And the thing is, is you've just got to take it a little piece at a time. So don't worry if you're brand new. It is okay. Um, just follow along. Go back to the very beginning and start listening to the art of all the things that we're doing, right? How to find deals, how to, you know, and listen to all the shows of, you know, we just had a great show last week with Dick Noss. And um, he was, he's amazing. He's one of my uh, private money investors. And to listen how he invested with me is a really, is a really treat. So uh, I hope to have more of my investors on the show. I think it's fun just to show that these people exist all over the world, all over the place. And they're looking for people like us, syndicators, people that can uh, find deals and then help make their money grow. So pretty neat thing. Um, I like to start all my podcasts out with giving some shout outs. And this is you get a shout out by actually going to the iTunes store. I know it's a pain in the butt. And then giving me and leaving me an amazing five-star review. So this one comes from The Batchers, is what I'm going to say. The Batchers. It says, for about seven months, my husband and I have been educating ourselves on how to invest in multifamily properties. We are done reading books and reading bigger pocket forums. We are done daydreaming and want to start acting. I'm surely glad to have found this podcast. So far, it has motivated me to go out there and do some serious networking. It's not so much what you know, but who you know. Thank you, Corey. Well, thank you so much. Hey, that's exactly what it is. You know, people say, hey, Corey, should I go out there and find a deal or find some money? I'm going to tell you hands down, don't find a deal. Go out and find some money. (laughs) Find the juicy money because I call it the Corleone method. Because when you find the money, right, all the deals seem to come and find you. Isn't that kind of sexy? I know it is, and I know you like it. (laughs) 
And then the second thing is, if you've not done so, go to the Kahuna Wealth Builders, uh, opt in for my Quick Start video series. That's where you're going to learn how to raise some private money, how to find, how to get some deal flow, how to get brokers to start giving you deals. Now, when they start giving you deals, what you really need is to have a tool to underwrite them. Guys, I have been working my butt off to prepare it, and I'm going to officially, officially now, because we had a little bit of uh, baby steps and trials to make this thing work right, but you can go to the kahunacashflowcalculator.com, and for 197 bucks, you can have my full underwriting with all the training videos and some case studies, so you can see how it's done. I mean, I lay this thing out for you. And the great thing about this calculator is it simple to use. And more importantly, it works. (laughs) It works for you. And um, we've had lots of good feedback from it. We just kind of officially launched it. I've I've been doing a lot of beta testing with it with a lot of my, we just had our first real live event on the the Kahuna boardroom. So www.kahunaboardroom.com is where if you want to get into my course, now it's application only. I have to prove you. Make sure you're the right kind of person because um, I, I really got to protect the integrity of the group. But um, it's where I where I spent three days teaching all that I know in the multifamily uh, sector. And uh, here soon, we're going to be posting lots of stories and lots of the ref- testimonials that we got from everybody at the event. It was this. I mean. Huge event, great, uh, great chemistry, great people, and honestly, at the end of the event, now this is my first event, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm not the guru. Okay, there's times when they were asking questions like, "Corey, how do you do this?" and I'm like, "Uh, I got no idea." <laughs> and my simple answer is, "Listen, I don't have to have the ideals, right? Because I'm, I've, I've told everybody, hey, listen, I'm not that smart. I barely made it out of high school." And I was really, really good at copying. Now, my teachers didn't like it that much. But what I learned from Tony Robbins is that he told me, Corey, the best form of flattering is when you model other people's success. So copy is a strong word, but modeling success, that sounds sexy. (laughs) And so that's all I've done in my professional business life is I've just modeled other people's success. And guess what? (laughs) Bing, 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 bing. It works. So I'm going to tell you to rip everything that I'm teaching. Like, don't just like, just, just copy it. Exactly. Do what I've done and then don't do what I don't do. It's amazing concept, I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, I have fun with it, guys. This is kind of like this is like my Bob Ross moment: two hairs and some air. You know, you know what? He's got a friend. Just drop him in. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a good time tonight, man. I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm getting ready to go to the Kentucky Derby, man. The Kentucky Derby. How exciting! It's been on my bucket list. I'm going with a couple good friends. Going to have a lot of good, good times. So, uh, so let's get into this episode. Okay, enough about ranting and all this crap. I want to talk about today is really 
underwriting. So I've told you where to go to get my underwriting tool. Um, and if you get that, that's great. If don't, uh, hold on. I'm going to try to give you some ideas. If you have some person, somebody else's tool, I'm going to at least show you how we underwrite, how I underwrite. Um, actually, I had this requested by one of somebody that that, that left a, a message on uh, the, the private message on Facebook and said, hey, I, I love your show, but if you could do a show about this, this would be great. So this one's for you, brother. But before I do that, I got to tell a story. So, you know, this was a hard story. I told this story at my event. It was on the third day, and it was at the very beginning of the morning. And so I'm going to tell it for you because I think it's, it's a powerful story. So, you know, my, uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a younger boy, a young man, young boy, I'm say young boy, I idolized my father. My, I looked up at my dad and said, dad, man, all I want to do is be like you. I love my dad. I loved everything about him. Really cool story about my dad. Um, Right out of high school, my dad was drafted by the Cleveland Indians. How cool is that? Drafted by the Cleveland Indians as a catcher. And I have a catcher's mitt that is the coolest catcher's mitt because it's a big catcher's mitt and it does not break. It just goes all the way around, right? It's amazing catcher's mitt. Love that catcher's mitt. And uh, really neat. It has Cleveland Indians. And then my dad's name. Very important and very special to me. Um, pretty neat thing. So that's that. And so, But what happened was my dad got taken out at home plate and had to have back surgery. Pretty much game over. No longer, uh, no longer playing ball. Okay. And by the age of 22, I think he had two kids. And I was the second one. Okay, <laughs> so um, and then he had another one by 24 by my younger brother. And I remember as a young boy, so my dad's my, my grandpa was a roofer. And by the time my dad was 20, I think he had become a journeyman roofer earning journeyman wages back then. So there that was that was really a lot of money for a young young man. That had two kids, by the way, or maybe three. And so I remember, so my dad was a roofer. And I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I was, I was, a, I was a boy. I mean, I was a Tom. I was a boy. I was a, I was a little man. That's what I want to say I was. But all I ever wanted to do was be by my dad. I just want to go to work with my dad. So I'd always beg my dad, Dad, can I go to work with you? Dad, can I go to work with you? And so one day he's like, yeah, let's go. And, and I actually went with him quite a bit. Quite a bit. I love going to work with my dad. And so we would get, this is in Las Vegas, Nevada. We would go up and there'd be these little A-frame houses back. It was pretty simple houses, just little A-frames. And we'd get up on the roof. And so my job as a little boy was to lay out his shingles. So, you know, my dad would get them lined up and then we had pneumatic air guns and he'd go pop, 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 pop. And then line the next shingle up, pop, 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 pop. And that's what he did. And, and so, but here's what's cool. So there was my dad on one side and another guy on the other side. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know anything about roofing, but let me tell you something. It is not easy. It's a lot of hard, hard work. Think about bending over on your back and working all day long in the beating sun. Okay. 
That's what my dad did. Now, my dad was a Greek god, okay? His typical riffer, shirt off, tan from head to toe, big shoulders, big arms, just, I mean, he was a big beard, just wild hair. And, you know, it was like, listen, that's my dad. Who's your dad? Because my dad will kick your dad's butt. (laughs) That's how I felt, right? And I was really proud of my dad. Um, But so we're here on the roof, and my dad said, son, here's the deal. We we make this a game. We make work a game. Always make work a game. And so the game we're playing right now is we want to beat, we want to be at the top of the roof. We want to have all our shingles done to be at the top of the ridge before the guy on the other side. And I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's go to town. So here we are. My dad's lining them up. Pop, pop, pop. Line them up, pop, 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 pop. And we're, we're just going all afternoon. And all I'm doing is I'm breaking the bundle of shingles, getting them all unstuck so I can just lay them up for them perfectly. Pop, 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 pop. And guess what? We're the first ones on top of the ridge. And dude, I'm going to tell you, as a little boy, it felt pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And I remember it was like I was so proud of my dad. Like, that's my dad. That's it. That's how we do. That's the Petersons. But what my dad did next taught me everything, right? Taught me everything about life, about who you should be. Even though we just, and we won by a lot. Okay, we won by a lot. The guy was still about halfway done through his side, the other guy. My dad's pop, pop, pop. I mean, he's quick and fast and accurate. Been doing it for a long time. We could have sat there and just, you know, basked in our glory. But again, what my dad did next taught me everything about life and who you should be. And at a young age of four, my dad, and I get choked up, my dad was telling me a lot more about life than he ever, ever imagined. So what we did is we went on the other side. And we brought and helped that next guy bring all his shingles to the top of the ridge, right? Isn't that what we should do in life, right? Is even though when you have a certain amount of success and you kind of look like you're winning the day, what is that, right? It's nothing. It's fleeting. It's what you do to help others that really counts. And so... The reason I started this podcast was to be a beacon, was to be a light, was to be a roadmap to show that even though I've made it to the top of the mountain, that I'm willing to jump on the other side and help you make it to the top, right? Isn't that powerful? That alone should give you, make you want to go on iTunes and give me a five-star review. Selfish plug, by the way. But, dude, that, I mean, I told that story, and my my dad was in the audience, and, dude, it was so hard for me to tell. I mean, it's almost hard for me now if I think about it hard enough because it will will bring me to tears, right? Because my love for my dad is so intense, so strong. And more importantly is because my dad, um, he, he is, I wouldn't say he's broke, but he's broke physically. 
He's had like four back surgeries, right? He's hunched over a lot. He's always in pain. And I watch him bear it. I watch him go on through life. And, but he's proud, and he's, he's a good man, and he's, he's taught me everything that I am. And I only wish, my, my only goal in life is to be as good as a father as my dad was to me. Okay? Let that sink in for a minute. Feel that for a minute. Because it's real, right? It really is. So let's get to the lesson. <laughs> I'll get too emotional here. I might start crying. I don't want to do that. Not on a not on a live show or not on this show. But it's important to remember that, like, we're just human, right? There's nothing that I do that's more amazing than anybody else can do. The only difference is that I know that I, I believe that I can. And so my goal is to help you believe that you can. Um, because, honestly... If a guy like me from backwoods country boy um, can do this amazing thing called raising private money and and buying multi-million dollar projects, then I know you can do it too because I'm nothing special, I promise you. But I have developed a way to increase and to really just to, um, I'm going to say I've developed a way to Program my mind to believe myself. And the more and more you have success, the more that you believe of that the power of your mind is everything, it really does allow you to go to places that you've never gone before, much like Star Trek. <laughs> so um, the whole show today was not supposed to be about my dad, but um, we could stop here and it would probably be good for everybody. But it's to talk about underwriting. So let's talk about underwriting for a minute and like, like explain some of the, the things that go on in a deal. So when you're underwriting a deal, normally whatever tool you have, when you get an operating memorandum from a broker, that's what the broker sends you is an OM, okay? And in that is what I call their smoking the stuff numbers are. Okay, they're always uh, misquoted, misrepresented. They're usually not correct. And so when you underwrite, you can't underwrite based on their expenses or uh, a lot of the things they put in there. You have to underwrite with your expenses. So here's what we normally do. We will take, here's what you need to underwrite, underwrite, underwrite any deal out there. You like to have the broker's uh, operating memorandum, but in it, you really want a rent roll. So what is a rent roll? Rent roll is all the units that are available and the current amount of rent they're getting for each deal, right? What's the, not what the market rent is, what their current lease up for each rent. And then, and then for the ones that are vacant, you can use market rent for that. So you're going to use the real rent for each and every deal plus the market rent on the vacants. That will allow, allow you to get what I call the gross potential rents. That is the total amount of money that if you rented every unit up, that's what you would be receiving. And then so I'm just going to go down my little, uh, in my cash flow calculator, this is how it rolls. So after that gross potential rents, then you have, you got to subtract now the physical vacancy. What's the vacancy currently at the property? 
how do you find that? Well, you find it through the rent roll. And what the rent roll is, is each and every month a new rent roll is created. And that's by saying, hey, here's how many people that were supposed to rent and pay, how many paid, and how many vacants are still vacant that you received no income. That's how you can get the physical vacancy. And then the concessions, right? So if that's physical vacancy, is people that are not there, right? The next one is concessions. And that's for the people that are there but are not paying, <laughs> okay? So you start subtracting some things. And that gives you your total rental income. Next, after that, you usually have what I call is a utility reimbursement. Um, this is money that you get from the property. Now, a lot of properties that I buy are not doing this. We call this a RUBS program, a residential utility billback system. So normally, when you buy a property, a lot of times they'll be individually metered for the electric but there's, uh, it's not individually, individually metered for water, sewer, or trash. And so we bill back our tenants with that amount of money. So we take the amount of money for that and take around 90% of that number, and then we start phasing it into new leases. So Will might say on year one, we're going to collect 15% of that money, then year two, 25, and maybe year three, we go to 50% of that money, right? And what we try to do is say, hey, listen, it's, you know, your rent is $650 plus $25 for water, sewer, trash. And that $25 times all your units times whatever is what makes up your utility reimbursement fee, okay? So we have that number. Then the next number we have is other income. Now, what's other income? Other income is usually the anything that you have with the property. So it could be uh, vending machines, uh, laundry, um, any fees, like so pet fee, deposit fee, leasing fee, any fees that you have or any charges that you charge to any of your tenants for anything for violation codes, violation fees, or anything like that is uh, coded other income. And so once we have all that stuff, so we have our pluses and our minuses and our additions to utility reimbursement and other income, we effectively get what's called the EGI or effective gross income. All right? Makes a lot of sense, hopefully. So now we have the total income line. Now it's time to start on the expenses. All right? Hold on. Quick drink of water here to wipe the pipes. I'm getting ready to get in my singing voice. <laughs> All right, so uh, now we have our expenses. So now we have salaries, okay? And what I believe is you should have two separate lines. A line for what I call theirs, because a lot of times this is going to be represented in the operating memorandum. And then we have ours, and we represent ours on a per-unit basis. And I'm going to give you how I underwrite on my per-unit basis. These are my numbers, so this will help you identify some of your expenses and what you should be underwriting them at, okay? So here we go. We have salaries. I believe salaries, whatever your seller salary is, who cares? You should be underwriting them at an $1,100 per door, okay? In the apartment world, we always do a per door cost, and that's how we figure out what that is. Advertising and promotion, we do $75 per door. Now, some place, now this is all based on your operating management company's 
how they do things. Some operation, some management companies, not all management companies are created equal. My management company is the shizzle. Okay. They just are. <laughs> they are the best I've ever seen. And they're loyal to Corey, the kahuna. And I love it. So, um, unfortunately, they will not do business with you um, because they only do business with me and about six other groups, seven other groups, okay? There's only a handful of people they do business with. So, if you want to do a deal um, with them, you have to use me, okay? That's just kind of how it works. So, advertising promotion, $75 per door. Maintenance. Maintenance includes, we include in all one line is not only the maintenance it takes to fix properties, fix units, but also the um, um, maintenance that it takes to um, do the outside of the property. So that could be like a bug uh, extermination fee, right? Or pest control, right? Um, that's on a yearly basis. It's a landscaping that's that done on a, a, on a contract on a yearly basis, things like that. That number is $800 per door. So for your maintenance line, you want to figure $800 per door. Office admin. So what's office admin? Office admin is just things to run your office. It could be paper, uh, print, bonuses uh, for, uh, you know, maybe you have uh, uh, monthly things at the property where we have tenant appreciation nights, things like that for a month, right? That kind of stuff. That number is $125. It also includes all your computer systems, anything to run your computer systems, right? So most uh, companies have a like Yardy or Appfolio. We use Appfolio. That's what we use as a um, management company. We use Appfolio. So that's $125 a door, office admin. Then you have management. Okay, With management, we uh, I pay my management company 6%. That's actually 2% more than what I call the standard. The standard on management uh, is around 4%. I pay more. People say, Corey, why do you pay more? Because you get what you pay for, right? I don't have any additional fees. It's a flat six, and I don't pay for anything else. I don't pay for plus this, plus this, plus this. It's just 6% straight. I like it that way. So does my management company. They're pretty easy, Okay. Then we get to uh, security. Most of the time, we never have security. If you're buying security, that means you're kind of in a rough area. may not be the property that you want to buy. <laughs> but sometimes we take over, and, and we'll try to get rid of security as quickly as possible. So there's sometimes we don't represent it as a cost per door. We'll just say it's a flat fee for a while, right? So that's the security line. Next is insurance. Now, insurance is a little tricky. We typically, because insurance changes from area to area. As a rule of thumb, it can be $275 to $300 a door. But I'm going to tell you, you've got to check with your insurance agent because I have a property in Slidell, Louisiana, that the insurance is $1,100 per door. We pay $102,000 for flood insurance and insurance on the building. It's an extreme amount of money. And we have to underwrite it that way because we got to protect our investors. All right? So then you're going to have utilities. Now, utilities, we don't ever underwrite as a cost per door. What we try to do 
is we will try to verify that the utility numbers that they are representing on the seller's operating ma- memorandum are indeed correct and not false. Then we'll just transfer that number over. The same thing with taxes. We'll look and say, okay, if that is that what you're really paying in taxes? <laughs> yes, all right, great. We will then transpose and move that line over to our tax number for, for our side. And so once we get all that done, the next number that we get is my favorite, which is the NOI, or net operating income. Here's something cool about NOI. This is why we this is what's cool about the apartment world in general, is because we can control or actually manipulate the value of a property. And we manipulate it by raising the rents and keeping our expenses low. Because as we grow the NOI, there's this thing called a cap rate. That's kind of like the market for the property. So like a typical deal, let's just say we have the deal that I'm looking at right now in front of me, we have an NOI of $391,445, right? If I was to divide that by a seven cap or 7%, I get $5.592 million, right? I bought the property for 3.6. So if it's underwriting at that amount of number, amount, I'm making a couple mil just right off with my current numbers that I'm getting for my NOI. Pretty salty, right? And that's the fun thing about this game. So, And guess what? We're only in year two of this deal. So as we keep raising the rents and raising the NOI, guess what's going to happen, right? We're going to increase the value of this property even more. Now, here's something I want you to pay attention. Sometimes people are really willing to pay for a steady stream of income. Who does this? Who wants to overpay for things? Hint, hint, listen up, my friends. It's called Wall Street. Wall Street and family office will consistently, or broking 1031 exchanges, and we market to all three when we're selling one of our properties. They are a good candidate to buy a property and overpay and make the cap rate lower, right? So what does that look like? So let's take the same 391 $445,000, and we're going to divide it by a six cap, right? Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, I I already used six. We're going to call it a five cap, right? 391,445 divided by a five cap. Now it turns into $7.8 million. Whoa. See what a difference of 1% makes? As a cap rate, isn't that crazy? So if you can buy at the higher the cap rate that you buy at, the better. Um, and the lower the cap rate that you sell at, the better. Now, when we underwrite, we don't do that. We underwrite very conservatively. So in this deal, I'm modeling a seven and a half cap rate. I'm actually figuring that the market's going to cool down in five years from now, and that I'll probably be able to sell it and exit at a seven and a half cap. Now. A lot of times, though, we sell it at a six. Sometimes we sell it at a five and a half. Occasionally, we'll sell it a property, a C-class building or a C-plus or maybe a B-minus at a five. Why do we sell it at a five? 
is because we make it so operate. So there's a reason why we keep our deals for five years. Year one is to fix all the broken things at the property. Year two is to fix all the broken tenants. And then three years to maximize operations. And when we maximize operations, what we give is a nice, steady, rising income. And guess who loves a nice, steady, rising income? Wall Street. Wall Street likes that stuff. And that's who we sell to. We sell to family office, Wall Street, and uh, broken 1031 exchanges that need to find a place real quick that has solid, solid numbers. And see, because we have that story, we have five years of a nice, solid story. And man, what I've learned is that when you're selling properties, buyers will overpay for a nice, steady, solid story. And that, my friends, is how you make a crap ton, big, juicy, fat, cash flow kind of stuff, money, sunsets and palm trees style of money that will set you free. So there you have it. That's that's the the, the grips of it. I'm not going to go in through some of all the other levers because that's that's probably too much for you to understand. But uh, if you're interested in... My underwriting template, go to kahunacashflowcalculator.com. You can purchase it for 197 bucks. Comes with some bonus stuff, some bonus videos, um, all the training videos on how to use the calculator. There's a lot of footage in there. And um, it's, it's an awesome tool. You should, you should use it and have it in your repertoire. It's easy to use and it's easy to understand. And, and honestly, it's kind of pretty. It looks like my colors, <laughs> red, white, and blue. It's Americana. Okay. Other than that, guys, listen, I want to thank you so much for coming to my podcast. It really does mean a lot when you bring those, uh, uh, those reviews on iTunes. I love reading them, by the way. It does make my day. It makes me smile from ear to ear. And hopefully you enjoyed today's podcast because it's not a typical one that I do that I open up with a story, um, especially one that's real emotional. It's an emotional story for me to tell. I want to start doing more of those type of stories. I've got a lot of cool stories um, that I've grown up with. I mean, I've, I've just grown up so differently, I think, than a lot of people. I've had a lot of experiences, some good, some bad, some ugly, but uh, they make it fun, and I enjoy having fun on this podcast. So I'm going to check out. Um, again, remember this, no matter what, no matter what people say about you, doesn't matter. Listen, people told me, Corey, you'll never be anything, right? Corey, you're just a car salesman. Corey, you can't get that girl. You can't get that awesome looking, beautiful Filipino woman, but I got her, right? Y'all, she's out of your league, but she wasn't, right? Um, Corey, how are you going to be a restaurant manager? My wife told me this one time when I was a car salesman, she wanted me to get out of the car business. And she said, Hey, you got to change jobs. I'm not married to car salesman. So I said, Hey, I'll be a restaurant manager. Corey, how do you get to manage a restaurant? You've never had experience. Doesn't matter. I'm a car salesman, right? <laughs> I figured it out. Listen, people will underestimate you all the time. Do not give them the time of day. Do not give them the time of day. Do not let them occupy one little iota space in your mind because that's bullcrap, okay? You are powerful and you are powerful beyond measure. You can do this thing called apartment investment. I know you can. It takes guts. It takes guts to step out into the unknown and to start to grow. 
And if you're uncomfortable, that's okay because that is normal. That is where growth is. Hey, when I first wanted to do my first live event, don't think for a minute that I didn't have the weebie-jeebies. Okay, I started doubting myself sometimes, right? Can I fill it up? Will enough people pay? Will I not lose any money, right? And then I had to say, what the hell am I doing? Don't think, don't be a victim of stinking thinking, okay? Because the power of your mind is truly everything. Believe it and you can achieve it because guess what? Your paradise is possible. Have a wonderful day.